Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily alive with a $4 monthly contribution and receive exclusive bonus episodes as our thank you to you. Visit HeroHabit.com slash shop for more details. To Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 198. We are getting closer to the 200th. Today, we are talking about a kink song called The First Time We Fall in Love, released on November 17, 1975, on their album Schoolboys in Disgrace. This track closes out the first side of the album. And oh, yesterday's song was a uh, track one closer as well. Um, and it's another 1950s pastiche about high school love. Uh, uh, a lot of schoolboys in disgrace has got that 1950s vibe because that's what they were going for. And this one reminds me, it's kind of like a hybrid between 10cc and Frank Zappa, which is two acts um, that you would not think would combine to, to, to become the kinks. But think, if you're a fan of both bands, think um, Johnny Don't Do It by 10cc and anything off of Cruising with Ruben and the Jets by Zappa. And um, you see where I'm pulling this comparison to. Uh, and part of the Zappa feel for me is this opening affectation on Ray's voice, which I'm not crazy about. I'm not crazy a lot of times when Ray does an affectation or a character voice. I get it. Um, but I'd wish he just sang it straight because when he starts belting at the bridge, that's what I like to hear. But he's doing this kind of weird crooner thing, sounding like a Frankie Avalon type or whatever. But I don't know. It's not Beauty School Dropout. Um, there's some really good musicianship on this track, though, including some great doo-wop style vocals. Um, but buried deep in the track is some solid lead playing, I assume by Dave. Um, and it's barely heard. And I kind of wish that was brought up a little louder. You know, maybe when they remix this for you know the the 50th anniversary in in five years. Um, we can get that guitar bit a little bit louder. And I understand why the focus is given to the background vocals, since they are obviously well-performed, well-produced, and rehearsed, and, and they sound fantastic, and that's the style you're emulating. But Dave is back there shredding, and it's uh, it's not getting the, the attention it deserves. In a lot of ways, this sounds like something that would have appeared on Arthur if it had been produced in 1975, both in the song structure and the arrangement. Um, there's a lot of times when in unlikely places, I feel like I hear kinks earlier stuff, like the sixties material cropping up in the seventies with, you know, or the eighties with the recording techniques and instrumentation styles and stuff of the time. And this is one of those. I really think, especially the last, you know, 45 seconds or whatever of it, this could have fit on Arthur pretty easily. Uh, even in subject matter, kind of has that nostalgic vibe that Arthur has. Um, harmonically, Ray uses a tried-and-true trope for 50s pastiche. Think every, virtually every song in Greece by basing the opening stanzas on a 1-6-4-5 chord progression. That is this one, ladies and gentlemen. We've got your one chord. Um, we're in the key of F. By the way, you got your one chord. Six, four, five. Blue moon, you got me standing. 
same thing. Uh, it's not unique to Ray. It's not really unique to anybody. <coughs> Excuse me. It uh, It is the basis. It's like the 12-bar blues to early rock. This is the basis to so many um, doo-wop style songs. And, and you hear, you know... You hear that all the time. Um, but after two passes of that progression in F major, he shifts the focus to the two chord, which is a minor chord, um, and then returns us to the one, six, four, five. And so that's a little off balance now because he puts that G minor in there and it kind of throws the rest of the progression off and completely changes the sound of the chord progression, even though he's using the same chords, just by adding that one chord. So we're doing the... All he's done is one chord, and everything else that follows that is exactly the same um, as the rest of the song. So that's a, a cool little hook. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a little itch. But for my money, the best hook of the song comes at the end of the falsetto chorus. For the entire verse, he's sticking to the standard doo-wop chords. But when he gets to the first time we fall in love, he does a 4-5-1 and then a major 3 chord before repeating it. That major 3, which should normally be minor, when you're in major key, um, the 3 chord is a minor chord. So he's making it a major chord. And it adds a little chromatic movement to circle back to the top of the phrase. And you hear this, this is, again, he's not inventing new harmonies here, but it's such a good hook. Um, I've seen the chord written as an A minor on the interwebs, including Dave Emlem's site. Um, it's, it's an A7. Um, and if Dave's listening, the chords on your site for this track have a few mistakes on it. So what I'm talking about is um, uh, he's doing, people say you're too young. And it's only the first time we fall in love. That's C sharp. That's your hook. That's the F to the A7. And then, first time we fall in love. So it's it's a little tough for me to sing that high. You can hear I'm starting to lose my voice anyway. We fall in love. It's a good hook. I mean, other than that, um, and then we get into, you know, the, the rock stuff. Um, the rock portion of the track kind of shifts gears a bit, but the focus uh, puts the focus on the minor chords. But he's still more or less grounded in the key of F. You know, he's he's anchoring the whole section on a D minor chord, but almost all everything, if not everything um, in that section, is still a chord from the key of F. And D minor um, is the relative minor of F. So they share the same key signature. So he's not drifting far, uh, which is good. It's easy to get back, and it keeps you kind of grounded, but it gives you enough variance so that that um, doo-wop chord progression doesn't get too stale. And it's easy for these types of songs to get cheesy. And I think Ray's crooner voice affectation at the top takes this song right to the edge. But that straight rock bridge, the doo-wop vocals, and the, and the couple little harmonic hooks that he throws in, I saved this song from Schmaltzville for me.
This is one of those tracks that's grown on me over the years. And as a professional guitar player, I have been asked to play some form of the one six four five progression a million times. You know, I played productions of Grease and Bye Bye Birdie several times, so that alone probably gets me in the hundreds of thousands. So it's hard to sway me to the three millionth attempt at this style. But Ray manages to make this one endearing and sweet while still maintaining uh, a rock edge. And that's what saves this song for me. Um, and that shift to the minor probably is, you know, just, just in time. Right as soon as you're starting to get, okay, I've had enough of this. They shift and he's in full belt and, and it's okay. I can give this a few more, you know, 45 more seconds. It's a good tune. Um, not, all, you know, Schoolboys, I think I mentioned before, not an album I revisit often for whatever reason. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff on it, and this is this one's a, a, a solid nostalgic tune. What are your thoughts on it? Give me a call at 925-494-1739. Email me, kinksandbeatsatherohabit.com. Tweet at me, at kinksandbeats, or join our new Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash kinksandbeats. All right, I will talk to you guys next time. Have a great day, and stay safe out there.